This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Take five. It's the five-minute edition of Take Command. We'll see if we can actually stick to five today, Logan. It's just uh, turned into an eight-minute edition, but, you know, it is what it is. Not yeah. helping the timing right now. We're going to talk about <laughs> Ron Rivera's comments about Sam Howell to uh, Albert Breer in Monday Morning Quarterback for Sports Illustrated. And here is the quote, uh, Logan. He's talking to Breer. They're sitting on, on a couch in his office in Ashburn. Uh, you've probably been on that couch before talking, talking to Coach. Yep. Um, and they're reminiscing about the Dallas game last year. And he says, quote, you can ask Stephanie. All we bleeping talked about was the quarterback, what the quarterback did, who he was. I kept saying bleep. If I would have known this, I would have played him sooner. When you only have so much time to show it, it's hard. I kept thinking, God, but after that game, everything told me this kid, give him the opportunity to see what he does with it. So. That's the quote, Logan. Uh, there's a lot of consternation about it in Commander's sure. Land. Is there really? Like, what kind of consternation are we talking? Like, oh, Sam should have been playing, that kind of stuff? So I think I think the critique is this, and I think there is some validity to this, although, as we'll talk about, it's a tough situation. There's the guy whose job it is to see that and to know ahead of time is the guy who said the quote. This isn't... This isn't some other person in the organization who hadn't been at practice, hadn't been in meetings, whose job it is to manage the franchise short and long term saying, oh, I wish we knew we had this guy that we drafted that's been under our nose the entire time. Like that's Ron's the guy who should have been like, yo, this this how kids cooking and practice a little bit. I like his demeanor around the building. Maybe we should give him a chance. That doesn't negate the circumstances that he would have been thrown into. But I think. When he, I think the part of the the quote that is worrisome slash bothersome is, I wish I would have known. And it's like, well, hey, so, man, your job is to know. Yeah, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Because, like, I will say, I think there's this, like, this prevailing thought that the head coach is, like, in it every single day with the offense and the defense. And he's watching both and he's doing all this stuff. Especially with Ron, you know, obviously Kyle Shanahan is like with the offense every single day. And that's, sure. I think that would be emphatically Kyle's decision to make. However, like which, when you are the head coach in Ron's capacity, which I've been with a whole bunch of head coaches, like Mike Shanahan was like this, there's not enough hours in the day to do both, to watch offense, to watch defense. And I'm not talking about watching them at practice. I'm talking about when you're breaking down the film after every single day and going to both meetings because they meet at the same time. Right. It's just really, really hard from a time management standpoint to get everything done. So what I would say is the first person I would point to is like, what did the quarterback coach say? Was the quarterback coach observant? Because it's not like he's he's repping the stuff that you're you're preparing for that week. You know, obviously there's the game plan prep, which 
you know, Taylor Heineke and, and Carson Wentz would have been doing. Um, are you watching the practice squad stuff of Sam? Are you, pre are you prepping that? Cause some coaches don't do that. Like they're just like, you're doing practice squad. Good luck. And it's your job. Like as, as the tight end, the, the third or fourth tight end, most, most of my career, like I would have to go watch my own practice squad stuff and critique my own practice squad stuff. And it wasn't like the coach was in there. Hey man, like make sure your foot gets down on this and Hey, da, 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 da. like it's your job to develop yourself. And, and I get that. Cause it's, it's ultimately the quarterback's job, coach's job to win games. But if there's anybody in the organization who's going to be like, hey, man, we should give this guy a longer look, it's that guy, right? So let's say he doesn't do that. What does the offensive coordinator say? What do the defensive coaches say? What does the whole staff say? So it wasn't like, oh, I wish you would have known. It's like in practice, like I think that's the other thing people, you know, because you've been to practice. It's yeah. like the scout team quarterback is basically just like letting it rip, you know? And like I've seen scout team quarterbacks look awesome. Because there's no structure to what they're doing. They're just out there, you know, like they're not reading anything. They kind of get right. the card ahead of time. It says the coverage at the top of the sheet. You're like, oh, cover three? I'm ripping this seam later, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like they know. And so it's 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 not like this straight evaluation. Obviously, you can see that he's talented. Shoot, I knew that he was talented. We knew that he was talented when they drafted him. Like everyone knew that, right? It's just about where he was in terms of his progression. And so when Ron says, I wish, you, I, wish I would have known, it's like, yeah, like you know that he's talented, you know that he's progressing, you just don't know where it's at. And I think that's where the support staff of the organization, even the scouting guys, like they come and watch practice and they give I didn't know this, I found this out a, a couple of weeks ago. They give notes on where guys are at in terms of practice. And so did someone say, oh, I think Sam's, you know, ready to get more reps? Probably not, because that kind of stuff gets you laughed out of the building if you're not right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just think it's, it's, I know Ron said that. But to me, it feels like more of an organizational kind of thing. Like to make that decision, I need someone to bring that to me. And I need to kind of have a conversation with that guy. And, you know, it's funny because on the last for the last game, it was basically Taylor Heineke basically being like, you know, I think he's ready well, to go. So that's that's the funky part about yeah. this. Well, there's yeah. two there's two things that I think are, are like there, there's almost two different conversations. And maybe we should have done this on, on the <laughs> gone longer. But like there's two different conversations. One is was there actually an opportunity to play him? And I will still say the answer was no. I, because, you said this earlier, and this is this is really good. So go yeah. ahead. Just so setting the table. The, like, Taylor is playing well enough, and you are winning games, yeah. and you are in a playoff race. And at that point, you are not going, flipsy-daisy, let's put in the rookie because he looks good in, in practice as the scout team quarterback. It's just never happening. It would be crazy. Is it, like... Could you potentially just go, hey, Heineke's not going to be our future guy. I don't really care if we make the playoffs this year. You could, but that's a great way to lose a locker room because every other dude in there is <laughs> busting their job. ass to make the playoffs. Like, yeah, totally or yeah. lose your job. I mean, this is also where the ownership situation being wacky is another factor that, like, you don't know what your job status is because you don't know when the team's going to be sold. Right. And like, like, there's a million factors here that that would have it would have been a a really ballsy decision by Ron Rivera to do that if he had, and it would not have really made a lot of sense. The Cleveland game is the one that's wacky because they go back to Carson after Taylor has struggled. But you paid but at Carson that point, you're $27 not, million dollars or whatever. You, like I still would have played Taylor but because I thought Carson was cooked. But yeah. you're correct. They paid him a bunch of money. And still, when your season is on the line in a one-game situation, you're not probably going to the rookie. Yeah. Now, again, if you had seen it, maybe. But I don't think anyone... You know, again, all the reasons you just said. So then, yes, Ron said, like, it was kind of silly. I'm glad I started him at the end. Like, Taylor comes to him. 
there were defensive guys that also were like, yeah, this Hal kid's got a little something to him. Yeah. Um, and so there was a little bit of that, but I don't think enough to push the needle. So again, to me, it's two different conversations. Should Ron have known sooner? I think maybe. And that's, you know, whether that's an indictment of Ron or the people around Ron, ultimately he's the guy in charge of the whole organization. So it yeah. funnels back to him anyway. But I'm going to say, but was there an opportunity like, to play him? No. Yeah. I'm just going to say that like, I've been around a lot of guys like scout team quarterbacks. You're like, this dude's balling. But you know, everyone knows that it's not real. It's like Fugazi. Like he's looking really good, but it's not real. So like in terms of evaluating that, it's 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 insanely difficult. To your point, I think it's it's it is something that other players were like, hey man, like let's get going on this. Like I think he's pretty talented, but where are my coaches? Where are my assistants? Where are the talent evaluators? They're all fired. I, but you, maybe that's one of the reasons why. Maybe you think, but but I think that is a factor. Like I want, like if if I'm at practice, for example, I want my offensive line coach when I'm at the high school to be like, I think so and so to start. I don't spend enough time with those guys to know. You know what I'm saying? I just don't because mm -hmm. I'm in between. I'm doing other, and I'm the OC. You know what I'm saying? So could you imagine the head coach who's got to watch both offense and defense to get ready for that? I think it is a huge factor. Um, and so, yeah, in hindsight's twenty twenty. And I also want to point this out because this, this is one of the things that really kind of just it, it bugs me a little bit about the Sam Howell thing. That the structure of that Dallas game was set up so that he would be successful. And what I mean by that is like they muffed the punt on the first or they muffed the kickoff or whatever it was, like the first play of the game. Their first drive starts on the 20, right? He scores a touchdown. Great. Awesome. The next drive, they go three and out after a fumble. And then it's like they're on, they, they had two drives that were less than 30 yards. You remember that? Like, yeah. that is set but up. Again, for he's 11 of 19 for uh, 169 yards in the game. And an interception and a touchdown. Like, right. that is not like a, and imagine if they had been in normal football situations versus that right. Dallas defense is my thought there. So it was like Sam played well. Sam deserves this opportunity. I'm all on no board question. with that. Right. But I'm saying it wasn't like he came out and was like lighting the world on fire. He did a good job with a limited offense and made some plays. Great. But like, is that someone who's going to beat win the game against Cleveland? I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I, I don't know either. The last here's the last thing I'll say because we're now at like take ten. But um, Rivera's inability over the course of his career to get quarterback right is something that Josh Harris needs to consider. If we're being just real about it. He got Cam Newton right, and I think there's a lot of folks that look at Cam's career and be like, "Damn, if he like if he had had better coaches, does that go differently?" Mm. Obviously, 2015, like it peaked pretty well, but could there have been more development that could have helped elongate his career because it would have developed a better skill set and he would have been kept healthier as opposed to just using him as the battering ram that he was as the best short yardage back in the league for a long time. Sure. But post Cam. Ron's never gotten it right. He never got it right in Carolina, and he's yet to get it right here. And maybe maybe Sam does it. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it, it's the kind of thing where, like, if it actually doesn't work out with Sam, and he's like, oh, I'm confident that we got it right this time, and it doesn't work out again, like, he's going to be gone. And that's, oh, that's Harris. Sure. Like, Harris not only has this year to go off of in that, but he's got the entire history of Ron. I think that's also why people are kind of more up in arms perhaps like I'm not that mad about this just to be very clear yeah. I'm explaining Me why either. people are upset and I think there's some validity to it there's I, I think you can be frustrated without anyone being at fault and it's frustrating yeah. I don't know that it's anyone's fault but Rivera's track record with quarterback is not good 
And that is just an undeniable fact at this stage of the game. So I'll also say this, and again, like this is now a take 20 or whatever it is, but yeah. I want to say that like finding a quarterback is hard. I could look at Bill Belichick, like Bill Belichick in Cleveland, terrible at finding quarterbacks. Yep. Finds Tom Brady. Oh my gosh. Look at Bill Belichick. Yeah. Jim out, Harbaugh. Played for 20 same, years. Jim Harbaugh. Same thing, right? Kyle Shanahan. No one wants to talk about that really, but like kind of dropped the ball on the Trey Lance thing, right? Like, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's not, that is one of the hardest things to do in sports. There's only like seven of them that are really kind of good and probably five. If you're being honest, you got to get a little lucky. You got to be a little bit good. And I think, um, you know, he, Ron found Cam Newton, the first pick overall. They, they, it got you where you wanted to go. It got you to a Super Bowl. Great job. Coaching, longevity, all those things. Those are legitimate arguments. But when you look around the league at head coaches, they, they don't stay head coach very long if they don't find a quarterback. And that's why you see guys turn over the way they do at that spot. So I also think that that's something, like everyone's going to levy that criticism against Ron. But it's the same thing for Mike McCarthy. It's the same thing for any, like, Pete Carroll, when he was the coach in New England first, right? It wasn't good until he found Russell Wilson, right? And I think that that is that's something that people need to consider. Like that, while is a while a true criticism is a is a true criticism of literally every head coach in the NFL, maybe Sands like Jim Harbaugh or something like that. But even then, he had Alex Smith, so it's like it's really hard to say. And, yeah, and was, I would just who was one one overall. Yes, correct. But you know, but it was I think a little bit you know, disappoint, yeah. disappointing. Yeah. Like no, you know, he wasn't, like he that. wasn't the same. He wasn't the best quarterback in that class. That guy's still playing uh, yeah. in New York um, right now, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying for sure. All right. That's take 72 uh, we'll <laughs> see for a mailbag early next week. Uh, if you're not subscribed, now's a good time to do so. So you never miss an episode. We'll see you then for Logan. I'm Craig. Have a great weekend.